You're listening to Daily Notes, presented by Home Sideways. On this episode of Daily Notes, we are talking about Marvel and what they revealed at Comic-Con, as, and we are also talking the Seattle Mariners' first half. It's going to be a sports episode today, folks, and we have a special guest. Don't throw the ball away! Julio! Julio! <laughs> Give me the ball! Give me the ball! <laughs> I need to keep it! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I drink your milkshake. If you only knew the power of the dark side. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is how I win. Shall we begin? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam, and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversation about films and sports uh, it's gonna be a really fun time here and we are also joined on the second annual sports conversation of daily notes we are joined by terry Fucknett. how are you doing terry doing great doing great would have been better if the mariners had won at a all game. since the uh, all-star break but doing good yeah. doing good yeah. but it is kind of to be expected considering you know yeah, we the, the really good team second best team in baseball the astros which we boo we like to boo a lot which is we great. like to boo a lot and um, altuve likes to hit lead off homers against us i mean yeah that's the same thing happened to me when we went to the blue jays game we booed george springer like you should because he's a cheater too and then he hit a lead off home run uh yeah shut us up really quick <laughs> just like altuve did twice this series <laughs> yeah oh, well, well i mean it, one of the best teams in baseball plus we're missing our best player right now so yeah, that was that was weird because I was at the game on Friday. They announced him in the starting lineup. He came out, and from what I could tell, is Mike Cameron threw the ball too hard, and he hurt his wrist because Mike Cameron and Brett Boone was there to reveal the All Star Game logo and threw out the first pitch. So oh. Boone threw out to Ty France, and Cameron number forty four threw out to Julio Rodriguez number forty four. Uh, so uh. there we go. But I didn't know well, it was like a hurt wrist. From I think he said Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember that play and I was like, oh, that that didn't look good. And he, no. he seemed to be fine after it. But then it, it came out like it was feeling fine. And then it got sore after the after the derby. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens. Oh, well. And apparently it's... he broke that wrist like two years ago. Oh, wow. I did so, not know that. Yeah. So if you remember when they did uh when they were doing the the alternate site during the COVID season oh, and yeah, he was okay. playing. And so he was, he was practicing with them and everything. He was, I mean, they called him out there at like 18 years old to play with them and he was going all out and he went for like a diving catch in the outfield and broke his wrist. And hmm. apparently, so, I mean, once you break a bone like that, it, it's going to be more, more likely Indeed. to be sore. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's 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 yeah, King Griffey esque right there too. But they're hoping <laughs> he's in the lineup tomorrow. Him. And yeah, we're recording not, this on I, Sunday night, by the way. If you if you haven't figured oh, it out, yeah. so this is ahead of the Texas series, right after the Astro series. Yes. Yeah, so. Anyway, let's. Uh, I was put, also let's, I was also yeah. looking. It's been two years since our last uh, sports episode. So. Oh. Okay. Well, it seems like it was just yesterday. I, it does. <laughs> it does. So anyway, yeah, we well, we, a couple of years ago we talked about the Mariners and uh, we just what we just like deep dove players. I can't remember exactly what we talked about. I know Bucky Jacobson got brought up a lot. 
uh, some really bad. Uh, I think it was like the Ultimate Mariner lineup or something. Oh Let yeah, me, that's right. That's let right. Me pull it up here. I have it right here. We all get yeah. We did our our Mariner lineup and uh, yeah, we uh for each position, correct? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think we went through position by position and set our favorites. Yeah, my Cameron honorable mention because I love to mess my center fielder. Go there on. you go. There so, you go. Anyway. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about things Mariners and also what the big thing of Marvel Comic Con has happened uh, this weekend as well. I figure Terry and I are probably the biggest and or the more invested members of the team about Marvel. So I think, I think at this be... point, we're the only Marvel fans on the team. <laughs> I've been kind of critical of them recently because of direction, but I feel like there is a direction, at least for the upcoming projects. So, well, that's good because, yeah, that's been my thing too, is they've had no direction. Yeah, they don't know. No it's uh, they're just like throwing a bunch of stuff at the screen and hope something something sticks. So I guess the biggest thing because we have uh, we just had Thor: Love and Thunder, which I you were more you were more friendly on than uh, the rest of us. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. There was moments I liked Christian Bale a lot in that. I thought he was the best part of that movie. But uh, so Kevin Feige comes out and says, "Phase four is done." After Black Panther and She-Hulk, that's Phase Four. They're done. Okay, so so I I haven't actually paid any attention to what happened at Comic Con. So you're like revealing this to me, like True. as we're going along. I've watched the Wakanda Forever trailer. That's about oh, all I've really all I've good. noticed. Really good trailer, I thought. It, it we'll was get, a good we'll trailer. Get to, we'll get. Well, actually, we just, we just mentioned Black Panther. What do you think of it? What's your thoughts on the trailer? I mean it. It looks good. It it's going to be interesting to see what they do post post Chadwick Boseman and how they how they take it I mean it, it's it's kind of hard to just I mean not recast your star and just go and go with someone go in a completely different direction and I, I find it interesting they didn't reveal who's actually going to be in the Black Panther suit I think there's definitely I don't know if that's actually been revealed or not uh, outside no, of the trailer that. Who do you think? But, it, um, who do you think it? I know. I know in the comics, Suri, his sister. Right. It's got to be was, Letitia Wright. It's got to be. I'm going to go with the actual more. I, my theory, my thought was, I think it, it will be that character because it's comic book friendly. Uh, I know they've rumored to bring back Killmonger. I don't think that's happening. I no. They need to kill him. Daniel him Kaluuya dead. said he he didn't even he wasn't even in the movie because he uh, nope. he he was in Nope instead. Yeah. Yeah, so my I, I would love to see this because you're talking about a person who is going to be a lot of commercial uh, and also like, what is that, um, critic, uh, critic uh, friendly. So uh, Latitha Wright is not. She has some kind of controversy behind her, too. Yeah, she does. Lep- Lapita Nyong'o is who I think would be a perfect fit. Uh, she's back in the trailer. Give she is her. back. I think she's the only I think she's the only other really real option. True. Um, it, it's uh, it's or, one of those two. Don't say Winston know. Duke. Don't say Winston Duke. I won't. <laughs> Baku. That should, should be him. And he was in the trailer. Hell yeah. I, he was in the trailer. That's the trailer. He's back. The best character in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's um, every I knew time where you were going with that. I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so and then uh, we have a nice little trailer that came out that for She-Hulk. She breaks the fourth wall on it. That's pretty cool. We saw uh, Tim Roth actually in there. 
Wong oh. Doctor Strange shows up in the trailer as well. So the Wong verse is still in effect. Uh, <laughs> Wong is everywhere. Wong is it. Wong is the way. Uh, Wong uh, is so, inevitable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but She-Hulk looks actually pretty fun. Uh, that should be the last show that going into out of phase four. I, I will say I'm behind on the shows. I haven't watched Ms. Marvel. Yes. I haven't watched Moon Knight. I've so. watched four of the six episodes of Moon Knight. And I just that's I like Oscar Isaac in it. But unfortunately, <laughs> I just I just need to grind it out, I think. Because I think Moon Knight mm-hmm. needs to. I think he'll be in another stuff, too. I think Oscar Isaac's too big of an actor not to be in anything else. It, and Ms. Marvel it here's like, really it good. It felt like it was like a one off. Like, I don't know if they were planning on bringing Moon Knight into anything else. I don't know. Yeah, I I think you could if you introduce him. It'd be kind of like in Blade. I can see him maybe in Blade, or interact with Blade. Okay. And uh, and Kid Harrington's character from Eternals, possibly. I don't know. So so Phase Four is done after, after She Hulk, and so like 2022 ends. Phase Four is over. And Phase Three begins in 2023. It's phase Five. Phase five, yes, and it's going to be a two-year so phase. You're going to have so you six. had you had a phase four where nothing happened. I mean, phase one in in phase one ended with the first Avengers movie, and it was very simple and clear. And all right, we're going to introduce these characters and we're going to get them together and fight. And this is just all right. We're going to introduce a whole bunch of other stuff. We're going to bring back some some lovable favorites. And uh, there we go. There, there's your phase. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, Pretty much. Uh, Black Panther did get some plot uh, details too. The the big bad in that film is going to be Name uh, Namor, the Submariner. He actually is a mutant, so that's gonna be our first big mutant in the MCU. He is an aquatic <laughs> villain. Don't know much about that. You character. mean outside of Charles Xavier, right? I guess. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> Good point. Oh, fun fan casting. If they do make X, I don't want to see Patrick uh, Charles Stewart do anymore. I want to see uh, yeah Patrick Charles Stewart. What the hell am I thinking of? Uh, Charles Xavier. I mean, yeah, Charles combine Xavier. them. Yeah, he right. is he is Professor X. I want to see Giancarlo Esposito. I saw well. that too, yeah. and that sounded amazing. Even my wife, I showed the picture. She's like, "Yes, that would be great. We love mm-hmm. him in the boys. We love him in the Mandalorian. He's he, and he's just an awesome actor in, in general. Uh, he's on a resurgence. Breaking right Bad, now. Breaking Never. Bad. Only seen five episodes. Uh, so anyway, uh, Phase Five will begin next year with the first film, Ant Man and the Wasp in, in Quantum Mania. Yeah. Well, so they revealed that Modok is going to be in it. It's a kind of a Inter- it's a really cool character from the comics. I know a little bit about there, but also you see the big bad of the upcoming MCU. Kang the Conqueror makes his uh, debut apparently in the trailer. It looked pretty dang awesome. They didn't reveal that trailer on uh, yet online, but Kang acts Jonathan Majors was there. And the big line oh, so King is King is Jonathan Majors, right? Yes. And he's going to yeah. be the big bad one. So, uh, okay. He's, so he's the, the new Thanos. Obviously- yeah, he's going to be the new Thanos. He first appeared in Loki season one. Uh, a variant of him, his character appeared, in, I should say. Uh, but his big line at the end of the trailer apparently was uh, Ant-Man said, I'm an Avenger. He's like, an Avenger? Have I killed you? Or some, have I killed you? Have I conquered you? Or something like to those lines. Mm. So I'm like, oh, that's going to be interesting. But And Bill Murray shows up too in the trailer. Okay, so that comes out February 17, 2023. First film of phase five okay 
So then you have a TV show called Secret Invasion with Nick Fury. And uh, I guess that's going to be some kind of scroll. Oh, Here's and yeah, is Nick Mendelson's back for that too, right? Uh, yeah, Ben Mendelson. Yes. Ben Mendelson. Nick Ben Mendelson. See, you and I are switching names up here. I don't know Nick why. Fury. I said Nick. Yeah. Nick Fury. Anyway, so it's supposed to be, apparently the footage was pretty gritty, I guess. So we'll see how that is. I don't know much. Okay. Uh, then May 5th, 2023, James Gunn has confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the last Guardians film in the MCU. And that'll be the last time you really will see this team. So not everybody dies, but some stories end, he says. Apparently, okay. and, really and Adam Warlock play, is going to be played by Will Poulter. I saw yeah, that. And they, right? they confirmed him in the trailer, too. They showed him in the trailer, apparently. Okay. And apparently the trailer made a lot of people cry. So interesting and then we have another streaming show coming in summer 2023 called echo which is a spin-off of the hawkeye show with the character echo in it i the one that oh uh, right, right right right, right, right. yes yeah. i remember hearing that that was interesting that was and then uh charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio will be back to reprise their roles as daredevil and kingpin in that show yes pretty cool oh That'll i forgot great. big thing too is that she hulk there's a shot of daredevil in the trailer so mm. She-Hulk, Daredevil will be back in She-Hulk. Okay. Anyway, uh, summer 2023 also, Loki Season 2 will be debuting. Not much details on that one. And then April, July 28th, you got The Marvels. The Marvels, the kind of bad title movie. Uh, but anyway, they got The Marvels with Miss Marvel herself and uh, Rambo from WandaVision and Captain Marvel as well. Okay. November 3rd, it's a confirmed that Blade is not a TV show now. It's a movie. I thought it so, was going to be a movie the whole time. I, yeah, I, I, I had heard there was a TV show at one point. At least that's what I thought I heard. But I don't know. But anyway, it's Herschel a movie. Herschel Ali's going to rock that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think Kit Harrington is probably going to be in it too. He would mm. have to for some Eternals. Uh, and then there's going to be another show in fall called Ironheart, which is a teenage kid that is basically like Iron Man. So, but it's a it's an Iron Man kind of movie, a uh, TV show. Is it going to be like based on the the kid from Iron Man three or no? It's a different. It's a actually, it's an actual character that actually. Oh okay. Was this, okay. Yeah. Um, and then you got winter 2023, 2024, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Sure. So, they they've been they've been talking about that ever since WandaVision happened. So Catherine Hahn is back, obviously. I, I don't know how that's really going to tie in overall, but. I don't think it's maybe just going to one-off kind of show to give her more backstory to that character. Maybe yeah. we'll see uh, the big announcement. A lot of this Marvel shows have been like six episodes, a lot of big fan outlash, uh, but, uh, um, but confirmed coming spring, 2024, 18 episodes. Daredevil born again is that was the, one of the big announcements that they're having an actual daredevil TV show with Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio and they're his, uh, uh big his big story going on disney plus i like so, how they're just like completely admitting to the fact that netflix did daredevil so well that they're just gonna yeah. steal their formula and use it pretty much and i think that they, they just released those those netflix shows on disney plus now too right yeah yeah so daredevil's on netflix or on on disney plus and jessica jones luke cage iron Fist, I believe, yeah, yeah and, and, uh, the, the defend and the defenders that they're a little right. Marvel team up, yeah, yep. Um, and then May 3rd, 2024, we get Captain America New World Order. Mm. 
So that's going to be interesting. Sam Wilson coming in in his own uh, his own movie. He's the only character from Phase Four getting a uh, a sequel slash another appearance in the, the the next phase. Oh, so, so he's the only one that's getting his own sequel or another well, outside uh, of Loki. Well, oh yeah, true. I guess Loki is the one. So I guess Loki did that for it. So, uh, and Wong, of course. And Wong, of course. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and I guess Abomination, essentially. Uh, well, so July, well, but Abomination. Well, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Wong is in July, everything. Yeah. Wong July twenty. <laughs> July twenty eighth. The final film in Phase Five comes out July twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. Thunderbolts, which is going to be very interesting because William Hurt has passed away because he was Thunderbolt right. Raw. So this is kind of like an evil team. So I think Baron Zemo is going to come back from it, uh, from Captain America Civil War and also Winter, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. He was in that show as well. Right. Uh, and some other, I think you're going to probably see Ghost from Ant-Man 2. Uh, I don't know much about that lineup, to be honest. With you. It, but, uh, well, it's it's going to be, I don't know if William Hurt was going to be in it. I think it's the Julia Louis-Dreyfus subplot. I think she could take over so florence Pugh may well florence, the, Pugh, florence Pugh, and then uh uh, uh white uh, russell, uh, russell yeah. yeah the the uh, failed captain america um special agent i think that's his name yeah, it's the worst name in the whole mcu <laughs> especially it's, it's, it's a name that is guaranteed for nobody to uh, to remember <laughs> we can remember her. But yeah the thunderbolts is basically it's it's like the the mcu's version of suicide squad right Pretty much, yeah. But the thing with that one, though, it's led by Thunderbolt Walt Ross, and he's Red Hulk. So that oh. was going to be the big appeal of that he was going to be at the Red version of Hulk, which would have been interesting. But now he's gone. But he's gone, unfortunately. But so yeah. I, I'm assuming well, they might. They might recap. I mean, they've been they've been de aging him for years. Yeah. I mean, who who would have thought that that William Hurt was going to be the one that was going to outlast everybody else? And I mean, he's been in. Like, like he lasted longer just because he got that character and has been that character since the second movie. True. It's which is the one, which is the movie. The most people want to forget is a part of the MCU because it was the Edward Norton Hulk, which is actually yeah. a great movie. That's good, really good. Deep dive next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, at least on the daily notes, we should do that. Um, so that see it. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's, underrated for sure um okay i'm trying to go through all these little things here like there's some okay so where is it so they did announce some films in phase six the first film in phase six comes out 2025 fantastic four it was gonna 2025. be 2025 and they also announced two more films well, they, they announced. I saw they announced the Avengers movies, right? Yeah, and that comes out the same years. Avengers: The King Dynasty and Avengers: Secret Wars. So, big Secret Wars is probably going to be pretty interesting because you could bring back a lot of older characters. Like a lot of people want Wesley Snipes to come back as Blade because it's like different first variants of them coming and fighting each other. And who's the good guy? Who's the? It's it's going to be weird because the, we all know now we had the Infinity Saga. The first three phases and now we have this is the multiverse saga the multiverse right. saga yeah so very interesting I, I i'm assuming there's a bunch of films in phase six that still need to happen and obviously 2026 there's no lineup for 2026 movies yet so there's two avengers in 2025 very interesting that there's not another avengers one 
So my theories are is that we have to get another Shang Chi movie. I think probably you got it. You got it. You got to have that again. You got another Doctor Strange one in there because every one gets a third film. I think Uh, Eternals. You got that's the one I'm looking at. You got to have another Eternals. I mean, are they just going to forget that they started this whole thing? Because the Eternals, you realize, or you what as what you're watching it, it's like this is like the group that's going to spearhead a lot of what's going on. And then the movie kind of bombed, and they're just kind of forgetting. Like, there's a ton of like unanswered questions that came out of that movie. You can't just leave it hanging. You need, and you can't just wrap it into other movies. You need an Eternals too, because nothing else relates to what, what they sense. did. And I think that Kit Harrington, obviously, the only one that would tie into something a previous project mentioned would be blade because the, the the post-credit sequence but eternals 2 i guess could tie into a bigger threat for the next phase of marvel which would, the one after that would be galactus which is in a celestial world eater character which would be a larger than life character too which would also tie into Eternals somehow i would imagine and silver surfer and stuff like that so when they introduce that character I don't know. So Eternals 2, I would assume, would be in this next phase. Where's Harry Styles fit in all this? I mean, and they, that's they, another they had, thing, too. Yeah, they, they, they threw in all this stuff. And, and then they, are we getting they, another Thor, which they kidnapped all these. Uh, they kidnapped all these uh, characters at the end of uh, the first Eternals, and they're just hanging out there. And now they're not going to have any sequels to any movie that they've started in phase four. I mean, yeah, but- so I think something big is going to happen with I, th- I think something's going to ha- they would have to happen because it would be the that would be considerably the that'd be the incredible hulk of this saga <laughs> if they don't yeah. do anything with it. Um so I think they would have to. And then obviously you got Hercules uh in with Thor. Oh right. You got so, so you got to do something else with with Thor. I think you don't cast that guy unless you're going to do something cuz I right. I love him in a uh, uh, love him Ted Lasso. Oi yeah, when we saw him, we was like, "Oi, uh, have you yeah, seen you that got, show? You got to do something That's with that show." Anyway, who would have thought I, that Thor was going to be the first one to four movies? I mean, yeah, that's that's weird. I thought <laughs> Iron Man for sure was going to get another one, yeah. but I think Iron Man could come back. AI, it's too much money on the table. Too much. I think Ironheart. Watch, it's going to be an AI. Well, and and they're doing the multiverse saga so that if. They want to bring back Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. or any of these guys. They can. The big rumor was that Tom Cruise, what they wanted Tom Cruise to be in, or at least people fan casted Tom Cruise in as part of the Illuminati in Doctor Strange 2. Well, that's because everyone said casting. that he was, yeah. Everyone always says, like, if, if the Avengers happened in the 90s, Tom Cruise is Tony Stark and, uh, and Brad Pitt is Thor. And, well, they also, uh, I think Tom Cruise was up for the role of Iron Man before Tony Stark before they went with Robert. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, that was the uh, big Marvel news, really. So there's a lot of uh, questions still remain, but at least we have a direction that we're going towards Kang. It, it's confirmed that Kang is the big one. I mean, and he I, had to be. It was it was either him or the or one of the Celestials. Yeah, I think the Celestial was going to be the next one. Uh, after that because it galactus would be the one because he is a world eater so it would be and he's a yeah that would be a that would probably be the next big threat and that's where you have to introduce silver surfer for sure because that's like his main rival which would be interesting but then anyway back to phase six i think an x-men movie gets announced somewhere in there too 
because I, I feel like I feel like there was such focus to the Infinity Saga, and now they've completely lost their minds. There's just too many. There's so many projects in two years. There's too much going on. They don't know. They don't have focus, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do this, but how many unanswered questions are gonna be out there because of it? Because you got where, where's Spider Man? Yeah, I, I, I think I think Spider Man's done. At least for a while, he might come. But maybe they bring. Maybe it's well. Didn't Andrew Garfield sign on to do more Spider-Man movies, or he's working yeah. on it? So maybe, maybe it's Andrew Garfield is going to be our new Spider-Man because Tom Holland said he's done. And you got, you got, Kate Bishop too, Amanda Seyfried, not Amanda Seyfried, Haley Seinfeld, as yep. well. Where, where does she fall? I think that's why well, Young and, Avengers was another movie I was that could have been say, made. They too. were, they've been talking about doing a Young Avengers for a while, but by the time they, uh, by the time they finally get around to it, all these Young Avengers are going to be in their thirties. Yeah, they casted Tom Hardy when he was a young. He's supposed to be the leader of this. And now he's something like Andy Garfield, the Amazing Spider-Man. He's going to be like a thirty-year-old man playing a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland. Uh, well, yeah, Tom Holland's going to look like a thirty-year-old man playing yeah. as the leader. You said of Tom Hardy. High... Did I? Yeah, you did. Man, this root beer is really strong. This is legit root beer. I've got, I, 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 I'm down to the end of my first glass of it, it's a nice mango cider I got from uh, from the brewery today. The Ridgewalker like Brewery, I, Forest Grove. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I did the drinking portion. I should have done that way sooner. But anyway, that's OK. That's it's daily notes. We you, you, we know it's 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 all different here. I make my own rules. I don't have guests on usually. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's any closing thoughts on the uh, Marvel stuff. I, I wish I was more excited. Mm-hmm. I I'm not it's I'll keep watching it because they're fun and they they're all kind of formulaic in the same way and it's a formula I like. But I mean I put a couple of the of the Infinity Saga MCU movies in my top hundred of all time, right? The first Avengers mm-hmm. and Avengers Endgame are in my top hundred from we did this what almost a year ago to the day, mm-hmm. and Todd said it on the podcast when we reviewed Thor: Love and Thunder that uh, not all of us. I mean, there's such mixed opinion on everything that they've thrown out since. I, the best stuff they're doing is the TV shows, but they're throwing in the TV shows and throwing in new characters and. I mean, Thor and Doctor Strange are the only ones that have got that have survived, that have gotten their own movies. And now they're just going to keep expanding, keep expanding, keep expanding. Where's the focus? I mean, they, they've got a direction now, but they have no focus. Yeah, and true. it's going to be it's going to be weird. I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes, but I'm not as excited as I was at any point during the Infinity Saga. Agreed. 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 All right. I'm looking forward to uh, the Daredevil. I think Daredevil is going to be exciting. I think uh, Blades would be cool. But those are two projects that I I'm more probably more excited for. And Guardians Three, actually, I'm not a big fan of Guardians Two, but this hearing some of the footage and seeing Baby Rocket and a Rocket origin story and seeing who could possibly die, I mean, that's going to be interesting. But that's pretty much the three things I'm looking forward to the most. Well, you're a fan of the comics, like I I have zero background on any of this going into it i just think they're fun so so you're a fan because you're saying all like 
Daredevil and Blade and all this stuff. I, I haven't seen any of the Blade movies. I haven't seen my only experience with Daredevil is Ben Affleck and the one Classic. the one shot of uh, of Charlie Cox in uh in Far From Home. He's a great no way He's a great whatever lawyer. whatever the hell the third one's called. They're all the all of them are way too close together, those names. Home Sweet Home, Alabama. There we go. There we go. Um <laughs> <laughs> the one with the multiverses. There we go. Oh yeah, we, we should just start calling Spider-Man movies by friends' titles. The one with the one with Doctor Strange, the one Bag with up. Iron Man, the one with Mysterio. There we go. Those are. <laughs> What's that one with Michael Keaton and Vampire Guy? Oh, that was that wasn't uh, of Tom. That wasn't a Spider-Man one. Okay, it's Morbius. It's not good. Anyway, all right. Let's all get right. off. That's, let's that's, get off this stuff. Let's talk to about something completely different now. Yeah. All right. So now on to com- something completely different, completely out of left field, as you were would, would say. Or right oh, field. I see what you did there. <laughs> so we are talking about our 2022 Seattle Mariners. Uh, really excited for the potential of this team here. And yeah, so we're going to, uh, I, well, we have a couple different things here. Uh, we're going to do a big old power rankings of our top 10 moments or plays or whatever we want to talk about top 10 things uh, for the Seattle Mariners this year. And we also are going to, this is something Terry and I've never done. I don't think I've ever done one of these ever before. This is a big trend on the YouTubes as it were. So, uh, but this is called a tier list. I will put this list down in the show notes so that you guys can rank your, your Seattle Mariners. If you're Mariners fans and uh and share it on Twitter to with us tag us almost or not almost sideways oh yeah almost sideways I was about to say Adam sideways almost sideways on Twitter <laughs> tag us there show us your list but anyway so what I have here Terry in front of us uh, is a list of 33 prominent players that have played with the Seattle Mariners this year and we have uh, grades S tier A tier B tier C tier and D tier S tier S superstar elite oh, level tier okay a tier b tier c tier and uh uh everett aqua socks is at the d d tier okay so so here we go we're gonna start off with our first player we have abraham toro where 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 do you fall on an mr toro d the d tier i he hit I a home run today come on he did hit a home run uh, I, but no, as soon as everyone's healthy, like, like I saw, there's been debate online of where, what happens once everyone's healthy, who comes off this roster Toro. and it was comparing because you, you, you can't keep Abraham Toro, Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty. Abraham True. Toro is by far the worst of the three. Yes. Um, and yeah, he, he's, I don't know why Scott service keeps playing him, but he has not shown he's got like a negative 0.7 F war so far this year. Yeah. Not good. He's hitting like 160, but he always gets playing time over the other guys. I mean, Haggerty can play any position on the field. So can, uh, and so can Demo. Demo, So, and Haggerty's even the switch hitter. However, apparently he can't hit any uh, fastball over 95, which he's shown in the last two days, two days, unfortunately. And, and strikeouts and, big situations but yeah. okay continue so obviously we're only comparing them for this year but yeah i agree d tier for me too uh so our next guy adam frazier my thoughts right now if you're talking about the whole year he would probably be a c tier player for me he's come on a hot streak recently 
but we're just talking about the first half of the season. Uh, where are you kind of leaning for uh, Adam Frazier? This is where I got him right now. I got him. At yeah, the here. He, he's between B and C. Um, performance wise, probably C. what he's been showing recently and it is a little more closer to what he'd been doing before he became a Mariner. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that is a little more on the path of where he's going to continue. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm I'm good with him being in, in C for now because that's really what he's been doing. And we can always reshuffle the board after we kind of see who, who's fallen in which place at the end of this. So our next player, Mariner, is reliever Andres Munoz. Where are you thinking on this this tier? This is a little. This is tough. He struggled at the beginning of the year. He's doing. And he figured it main, out. He, he got. He's not throwing. So he's throwing hard. Throwing that slider a little better. He's new grip on the slider apparently. Um, I'll put him, I'm putting him in the A tier. Okay. You're a little, I was, I was thinking high B, but yeah, I, I, I'm okay. He's, with, he's, I'm okay he's turned a. into, I like, he, he has the potential of being like our shutdown closer for the next five years. True. Which is why we traded for him. Like he, he was yeah. the little, the, the random throw in that no one knew what they were getting when we traded Austin yeah. Nola. To uh, the, to San Diego, he was the Mitch Mitch Hanniger of this trade. He was the little yeah. Well, and player. everyone knew they they did know what they had, but he was recovering from Tommy John. So um, we traded for him, knowing we weren't going to see him pitch for like another year and a half. And now that we've got him, and he's starting to figure it out, man, is he good? And mm-hmm. he is filthy. I mean, he threw one hundred three today. Yeah, he, crazy. Yeah, he's as long as he keeps it keeps it figured out he is unstoppable so he could very easily be in that s tier very soon yeah he would have to have some pretty high leverage save opportunities before i would really go up any higher maybe in the next year or two i think yeah i think the next year or two maybe like 2024 roughly depending on how he if depending on where seawald is and stuff like that i think he could be s tier yeah yeah i like where munoz is at that's good i I, talked me into it all right next one um anthony masevich relief pitcher left-handed thrower uh currently in the minors uh but he was on the, the main roster this year uh currently i would probably put him above abraham toro because at least he's a left-handed thrower and he has done some things in the past but we're talking about this year and i would rather have masevich thrown against lefties than toro hitting anywhere or <laughs> playing anywhere that's fair that's fair yeah so, if if Barucky hadn't worked out uh Misevich would be back i think by now so true but so yeah, d, d is definitely where he belongs he he's not had a good year true so he's yeah minor this is gonna be an interesting conversation tara i need you to kick off uh where's cal raleigh falling the catcher uh, of the I'll, I'll put him i'm gonna put him at b b okay in, in the right. b range uh he he had a really bad like the first month of the year he was literally like the worst hitter of all time like <laughs> yeah, he had true. he had like three hits in the month of April and two of them were home runs. <laughs> yeah. And two of them were home runs. And then he gets sent down for a little while until Tom Murphy got hurt. And yeah, but once he came I, was at, back, I was at that game, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Once he came back, though, he has been he has been a different hitter. And the, the fact that he's hitting now, what, like 225 or something like that? From the depth, it's like two hundred five or something. Okay, like two hundred five. The depths yeah. of where his batting average was to yeah. get it to like he when he came back, his batting average was like oh forty five or something like that. Yeah. The fact that he's gotten it back to where it was 
and that he's moved up in the order and can you can count on him in high leverage situations and he's a great defender behind the way plate better too. than i thought it was yeah lot, yeah lot he's he catches a great game uh, yeah he's got to be I, i'm gonna put him at b and he has mm-hmm. a chance to be i i mean if if you take out the first month of the season he's a borderline all-star this year could be mike sanino basically had he had more home runs at the all-star break last year but the batting average was a little lower to be honest yeah you you take it like if you go from like may 1st on like they've shown some of these stats Yo, May 1st on, he is like a top three or four catcher in the league at the plate. Hmm. True. Okay. So our next one, uh, yeah, I I think he's definitely going to, has definitely promised, I think, A-tier potential for sure. Uh, we'll have to see how everything pans out. But Power is doing well. He just needs to, you know, maybe figure out what, if where I know it's a switch hitter too. So I don't know, I I like B I like B I think that's a really solid spot here probably our better best catcher right now. Uh, talking about switch hitting catchers, uh, Carlos Santana, newest addition, uh, traded from the Royals. Mister Clutch, he has a clutch gene, and we're talking about what he's meant to this team currently. I think I'm gonna put him right here next to Mister Andres Munoz. Ooh, wow! Because he he's only had he's bit he was on that run with us right every game that he's we've only lost four games with Carlos Santana, or, or essentially, right? Yep. He, he got him right before that run. Yep. So we're uh, what like fifteen and four with him or something like that, I, something roughly. So if you're thinking about what he's meant to the team in this short a pe- period of time, and you'll mention uh, my top 10, I, I mentioned Carlos Santana in there um, because of he's, he's hit tying home runs. He's hit game, uh, go ahead home runs. Uh, very, uh, very sneaky trade that he was able to pull off. And we wouldn't have got this guy if Ty France didn't go down for a little bit. Um that's what I feel. Where, where were you a little lower? What are you thinking? I was probably going to put him in the B range. Um, mm-hmm. He's his bats coming around. We got him kind of on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, his, the leadership he's provided has been yeah. huge. And so, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'll we. we I probably want to put him in A just simply mm-hmm. because of the production. But I mean, the, really? what he's meant to the team. Sure, I can go with that. Yeah, we can we can always shuffle at the end too. So, all right. So I'm gonna let you go with this one first. You got our first starting pitcher. Oh no, wait, yeah, first starting pitcher. Now we have Chris Flexen. Flex. Uh, Flex. I'm gonna say B. Yeah, he, is, he has been solid. He has been an innings eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has. Uh, I mean, you can't complain about anybody in the starting rotation. I mean, they've all pitched outstanding. They went on that run of what was it like 24 straight games of mm-hmm. not giving up more than two runs. Yeah. What? And Flexen is right in the middle of all that. I think he might be, he might be our most, one of our more consistent pitchers Um, because like Ray has a bad start here. there, like he did today and he had a bad start to the year. Marco has a clunker every now and then Flexen is as steady as you get. Everyone needs a flexing on the team, and uh, and he's yeah. I, I, I'll put him B. Would you say he's better than Kyle Raleigh? Because would do you think he's more? He has more importance than Kyle Raleigh. No, no. So you would put Kyle above him. Okay, yep. I, I I I'm I'm good with that too. Then yeah, I was thinking B tier. He's very consistent. He's the uh, 
very consistent pitcher that uh, won't strike out a whole lot of people, but he gives you those innings and he's a, he's a grinder. He's a, he battles. He, he's somehow went one and eight. Now he's like what four or five and eight or five and nine or something like that. So mm-hmm. battle back. This could be an interesting conversation here. Diego Castilla steel. Uh, so really struggled a lot with like Andres Munoz. He's shut it down frequently right now, but we're talking about the whole year. Maybe right above Cal, possibly. Now I'm I, I'm okay to listen to what what your thoughts are on on this one. Where 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 do you think on Diego? I was think yeah, it's in the AB range. Um, I'm okay with him being like a like that B plus because mm-hmm. he had he was horrible like the the first half of the first quarter we'll say the first half of the first half yeah uh but since then he has been lights out and unhittable mm-hmm. so uh Moving i mean up, so you please. put it all together i mean his 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 worst was worse than than muñoz's worst sure his best is not Munoz, but it's been pretty dang good. But he's he's the one we give the ball to in the ninth inning. Like we've got two closers right now. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, I'm good. I'm good with B. Okay. Top of the cool, B. Cool. Top of the B. So right where he's at right now is good with you. Yeah, that works. All right. So I'm gonna let you do this one. Dylan Moe. Dylan Moore. Demo. Demo. Where do you got mm. Demo at? This could be an interesting one because he uh has some lows, but he amazed my uh, my niece. We took her to her first Mariners game on Friday, and she was amazed that he got a broken bat single. She's like, did you see the bat just exploded? She loved that. <laughs> so, uh, Dima, where do you got him? He is such a tough case because he he's still hitting, like, right around 200. And he's yeah. a little below 200 right now. And that, that was after a hot streak he just had. Um, but he can play above average defense literally anywhere like he can play what seven positions above average defense i'm every team needs a dylan moore on it and i i've been more and more impressed with him uh i've never been a big fan of his uh i like him a lot more if the bat came around a little more uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna put him c and below Adam Frazier. But with the, with Adam. the, with the, uh, with the idea that he, he is an essential piece to it, mm-hmm. but we've got several guys that are utility players. I mean, today's game, today's game ended with three outfielders that are all infielders that can play the outfield. It's Cause true, it was Adam you? Frazier, Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty in the outfield. There were three yeah. infielders that can play the outfield, but the, he can actually play some pretty good center field. Um, True. Yeah, I'm going to put him there. Nice. This could be an interesting one right here. We have Eric Swanson. Ooh. It's interesting because I feel like he's been very valuable. He has like a one ERA. But he's not somebody I would say like, oh, yeah, he's the guy who's getting high leverage. He's a right. good shutdown guy. Uh and how does he, what does he mean to the team? Possibly like, is he, is he like in this range, right? Like Chris Flexen or like above Chris Flexen, but I think Chris Flexen has more. So I'm like, I'm at a B like he is just where we want. That's the, the kind of a quality arm that we want that provides good innings and shuts down. 
but he doesn't have a whole lot of innings pitched because I know he had some, he went down. Didn't he go down or he had some injuries and then, you know, an so injury. He, then he was on a, on the paternity list for a little leave. while. Yeah. 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 So uh, this is an that, interesting case here. I think you got him in the right spot. If I would move him up, it would simply be because he's the one that threw at Mike Trout's head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Superstar status. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's right where it, I mean, Everyone, I mean, Trout freaked out about that, but Can't he was completely forward. wild that day. That's why he threw at his head. He he threw yeah. like seven pitches at that level. It's just that one was inside. Yeah. Now I think you good. got him in the right spot. You're you're right. He's he's been he's been great when he's been out there, but like you said, there's a reason he's not getting the high leverage spots. Because he's supposed to be that middle of the middle inning middle inning guy. Get us to the the closers, the exactly the Munoz, the Castillos, and Seawald. So. Mm-hmm. All right, this is this is one that I thought was going to be a horrible Mariner, but actually it's been the biggest surprise all season for me. The guy that I actually kind of want to get his jersey for, and that's good vibes only. Gino uh, Eugenio Suarez. Good vibes only, baby. Vibes Eugenio. Only. Seven Gino. letters, five syllables. <laughs> Gino. Gino. Where you got Gino? He's an A. Oh, he's an I A. I dig it. Is he above Carlos? Yes. Is he above Andres? No. Okay. He's okay. right there. Yeah, he's in between Munoz and, and Santana in the A range. And the reason for that is, I mean, the biggest question mark going into the season was Kyle Seeger retired. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone knew he was going to leave. No one knew he was going to retire. But everyone knew he was going to leave. Yeah. How are you going to replace him? And so they make this trade. And the trade was, oh, hey, we're getting Jesse Winker. Oh, and we'll throw in Suarez to get to, to make the, the money work yeah but everyone was sleeping on suarez he had a he had a bad year last year but he started to come around in the second half i mean if you've watched a mariner game you've heard the stat that he has more home runs in the last five seasons than anybody else in baseball yeah crazy and he's basically been exactly what kyle seager was at third base true solid defender uh i mean he make he makes all the plays seager made He's hitting like 220, which is all Seager ever hit, and he's leading the team in home runs. I mean that that is that is what Seager was for the last five seasons, True. and that's think- what that's what Suarez is now. And the fact that he's come in and everyone has been able to just kind of go, wait, oh yeah, we're missing Kyle Seager. That's that's all due to Eugenio Suarez and the contributions he's made, and the I, I can imagine the positive, the good vibes only in the clubhouse that he brings. He's got to be up there. One of the yeah. most important Mariners so far this year. Totally agree. Uh, I really, my wife is a diehard Kyle Seeger fan. That's the only jerseys she has currently. But even she was like, I really want a Suarez jersey. Like, so I'm like, yeah, we got, we got, we got to make it happen. I think uh, she was really did not like that Kyle Seeger retired. Like that was her favorite guy. And uh, seeing, we saw his last game, the, the fan went, fans went crazy for him and Suarez. I'm like, oh, great. We're going to have a guy who's going to strike out a lot, maybe crush a couple home runs, but he's not really going to do anything. But I think he's actually, I think he's actually almost batting 240 almost. That's like 230 something. So it's yeah. even, we're getting a really good production. He had a double on Friday. Really uh, cool. Uh, good to see. Joe, a crucial walk in the, in the eighth inning on Friday, too, when I was there. Uh, another play I'll mention later that on my top 10. But yeah, Suarez, man, what a, 
what a fun guy and just a good clubhouse guy too. So yeah, I, I, I like the A tier ranking here. Okay. All right. So here's another, here's another one. I'm going to go gutsy. I got George Kirby as my next guy. This is tough. Where do we put him? Because when he's out there, he he's the future. He has such a talent. I, yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe right? Is he is he a tier? Is he was he a tier for this team right now, or is he like right here? High? Is he a B plus or an A minus? Where Man. this is a another tough one. That is tough because it's like I could see both. Where because when he's out there and they they're trying to they want his their future, but we're talking about this year though. So we're talking about this year. You know, he's, he's had not... a couple clunkers. He's on, he's working his way up. The, I I would say the simple fact that he's going to have an innings limit on him, like he's in AAA right now to try and limit his innings. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll be brought back up in like the next week or two. Yeah, because they uh, want I him think, to the playoff push. They need him. Right. I think B plus is right. I think B plus is right. So he's the first B plus guy. Well, he's ahead of everybody on B. I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one. This is the guy that breaks my heart here. You got Jared Kellenick. This oh, is the guy that I, I'm a huge Kellenick fan, even though. He's super, and yeah, he just hasn't figured it out quite yet. <sighs> Don't break my heart, Terry. <laughs> well, if I if I'm mm, if I'm going simply performance, yeah, we've got to be so this far year. this year. Um, you know what? I'm gonna put him. Let's put him at the end of the C row. Okay, I'm gonna put him there because he was playing some amazing defense. Yep, true. Uh, he could, and he he couldn't hit the ball that well. Um, he is the most fascinating Mariner for the second half. Mm -hmm. When's he going to come back up? Yeah. What's he going to look like? I mean, this, this is the same script we had last year. He, he went down to triple a and then he came back up and he was our best hitter for the last month and a half. And he's the one that led the playoff push. Uh, so the yeah. simple fact that we know that that's in him and he could be that I'm going to put him there. Also, I'm going to put him there because he's our best trade chip right now. And oh, I want to get Juan Soto. Oh, I know. I, I want know. Juan Soto. I don't think and he's it, our best trade chip. I I think, well, maybe I guess people no, I no, he, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want Juan Soto. And if we, if we, if we throw Kalnick, Hancock, Marte, Harry Ford. Kirby's also been rumored to be Kirby's been thrown package. in there too yeah I if we could avoid that like maybe if we if we do like Kellenic Marte Hancock and Ford and we take Corbin back or if we give up Kirby we take Corbin back to fill in the the rotation slot man that's the only way I want to give up Kellenic is if we're getting Soto uh, that'd be the that'd be the only way I'd do it. But I, I'm I'm really curious to see what he's gonna look like when he comes back up. If he comes back up, I mean Hanneker is on a rehab assignment right now. Yeah, Hanneker comes up. Right now, yeah. He he's I mean, well, but also Winker sprained his ankle today. I mean, if he goes on the injured list, maybe Kellenick's up tomorrow. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting though, but I'm gonna put him there. Production wise, he's a D right now, but just simply because of the intrigue of what he could bring to the second half, either in performance or to get one of the top three players in the game, he's going in the C line. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like that spot. I was thinking that around there as well. 
Uh, I love Kellenic. Uh, there's one other guy that's like, I actually, I for going last season, I know everybody talked about Julio, but I was like, Kellenic's my guy, though. That's my guy. Obviously, now we see what how Julio is, but but I was like, I don't care like what his numbers was. I just, I, I like his moxie and his attitude. And I just, yeah, he's just really passionate about it, the game. So I want him to yeah. succeed no matter where. Mm-hmm. So I got Jesse Winker next. Another interesting candidate. Man, has, he's had a, a tough one. Games. He's a tough one. Uh, yeah, we're going to go right here. B minus above C plus. I, I don't know. You have the, the brawl thing. I think that's can't be understated. He was the one who kind of initiated that brawl. So I he was very... fully willing to take on that entire dugout by himself. He, he Amir Garretted that team. He just went straight for him. Well, um, I mean, he was a he was a teammate of Amir Garrett for a long time. So that's true. Yeah. So you learn from the best. <laughs> uh, but Jesse Winker, man, like he's another one that my uh, my daughter, uh, she we were at the game, like I said, on Friday. But she's like, I like Jesse Winker. And she's like yelling at Jesse Winker, Winker. <laughs> and I was like, why do you like him? He's like, he's cute. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, OK, everyone, calm down. Relax. Yeah. Go back to your tablet. But no, yeah. uh, Jesse Winker. Uh, my wife wants to like him too, but every time we go to the game, he's either not playing or he's not producing really well. So I want him to keep going, but I think he, I think there's potential. I think next year, hopefully, when he gets stuff figured out, like he, he could go off next year. Yeah, I, I think you got him in the right spot. B minus C plus is where I was thinking, but I, I feel like he's really quickly become a leader in uh in the clubhouse and the fact that he's a guy this is something we haven't had and that's a guy with a chip on his shoulder like we haven't had an edge in a long time and that's one of the things i feel like that has been missing from us being able to get over the hump is that guy with an edge and he gives us that edge i mean (laughs) when you're when when you're when you're clubhouse leader is kyle seager i mean he's a pretty just go about your business type of guy but looking at the types of guys that are coming out as our as our leaders now and winker being one of them you you need a winker you need a guy who's willing to take on an entire team by himself you need that and uh and i think he means a lot more than his uh than his play on the field has has shown so far so i'm good with him in the b line Okay, cool. Speaking of locker room leaders. I, I, one last thing on Winker. Okay, I will say this. MLB Network listed him as the number one left fielder in the game before the season started. True. Like that's that is his reputation, and he just hasn't shown it yet. But that's in him. He has that in him. So if he gets back to there mm-hmm. in the second half, which he's shown flashes of recently, it could be great. Okay. Go yeah. on. So this is your pick, JP Crawford. Locker room leader. I think he should be. He they need to put a C on his chest. Like he is the captain. I, I just mm-hmm. feel feel that. Um, JP Crawford, top, where are you going? Top of the A line. Top of the A. Wow. Okay. Top of the top A. Of the A okay. Line. Um, I would have Okay. Yeah, he had a, he had a great start to the year, but like like first month and a half, he was in like the All Star conversation. He's hitting two sixty right now. The bat has kind of fallen off the fallen off the planet and it's he's not hitting but he's a gold glove defender and you're right he is the captain but he that bat needs to be more consistent for him to be a superstar 
Okay. So um, that's that's where I, that's why I'm there. I, I think he's the, he's the top of our A, but he needs he needs to actually produce. I mean, shortstop is a premier position, and to just be a Gold Glove shortstop hitting 260 is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he uh, he is like you said, he's the leader of the of the team. He's the captain. That's why he's there. All right, I I, I like it. I, I you spoke you talked me into. It. I was going to go S tier, but yeah, I, I I can see it. But he's definitely an S um, locker room presence. Like he is definitely S tier for the meaning for this the clubhouse. I think, but yeah, based on performance, top of the A. Yeah, if the bat gets going a little bit more, bat two eighty. I think that I think you're going to uh, S tier for sure on that. He's S tier for the clubhouse, but he's been a B or a C in performance, so that puts him in the A. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Good, good little middle ground there. Speaking of S tier, we have Julio Rodriguez. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, average, not living up to the potential we thought he had, but you know, just put him up there because no, this guy's amazing. Uh, this uh, I was, you know this is why you go to the games now is to see him, what he's going to do next, that electricity, even when he wasn't in the game, he's still engaged, engaging with the fans and in the uh, the t- team. So he, yeah, I, this is guys the what we're, our future's built off right now. So Julio S tier. I mean, when they keep on saying it's the first time anyone's ever had this stat line in his first year, it's the first time anyone at 21 has done this since Griffey. I mean, yeah, he he Pretty is much, yeah. he's our best player, and mm-hmm. he's going to be our best player hopefully for like the next twenty years. True, that'd be awesome to lock him up. Get that imagine our outfield. Imagine our outfield with Jared Kellenick, Juan Soto, and Julio Rodriguez. Well, we're trading Kellenick if we do that. We're not but... trading Kellenick. <laughs> Kellenick is going to be the piece that we don't trade. <laughs> no. uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He's got to be. He's got to be gone if we get Soto. Taylor Trammell. No, that man. Can we get Soto? Gosh, can you imagine? A lot of websites. It's only twenty three. A lot, and we get him for two years, not just one. We get him for three seasons. Three postseason postseason runs. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Speaking of uh, postseason heroes, I don't know. I don't know if that's his true stat, but Justin Upton. (laughs) Uh, he's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, I know, um, but he, he was he was at one point. Yeah. Uh put him above Toro. <laughs> you, but, you really hate Toro. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, but no, all right. But uh, the I I kind of felt bad because it when you talk when everyone talked about how well the team was doing during that that streak and that push uh before the All-Star break, there were two names that were mentioned in the influences in the team during that streak and it was carlos santana and justin upton it was those yeah. veterans in the in the clubhouse that were able to speak to what it was like to actually do this and to, and how to win and how to be a professional and then i you knew it was coming right you knew he was gonna go yeah. because he was hitting 100 and True. and uh, he was he wasn't even getting on the field anymore. However, we probably could have used him today after Winker got hurt. I, I, I it would be really interesting if we re-signed him like tomorrow if Winker ends up on the injured list. Yeah. But um, I, I I was hoping that it would be something where 
and maybe it still will be that he goes out there and he realizes over the next week nobody wants him and he comes back as like a as like a hitting instructor kind of like Ichiro did when he retired um yeah. but I would love for him to still have be that clubhouse uh that clubhouse presence for us but production on the field just wasn't there the only reason he's above Toro is because of the clubhouse leadership he gave us over the last month month and a half and his first pinch hit home run to there you go game. yeah that one that one game <laughs> yep uh, yep all right I got justice Sheffield Whew. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's done this year, so I'm gonna put him a below Toro. I don't even know, he's probably pitched a little bit, but I just, I'm not a fan of Sheffield. I think I, that he has I a, am. you are okay, okay. I, I'm okay, I'm will listen to the rebuttal. I can move him. No, up. no, Let's no, I on. think you, I think you've got him in the right spot. He's another one that I find fascinating because when he's pitched, he's pitched pretty good. He's mm-hmm. in triple A right now, and he's a starting pitcher down there, and he's pitching pretty good. But we refuse to play him. It's like it, it, it's like we're we're just stashing him there. I feel like we're stashing him, waiting for someone to get hurt. But when we needed a starter, we brought up Tommy Malone. We didn't bring up Justice Sheffield. What the hell? This guy yeah. is pitching pretty good. He was the centerpiece of the Paxton deal that we got from the Yankees, and he's showing what he can do. Let him pitch. Let him play. Like if you look at his stat line, he's got like a two ERA right now in the few innings he has pitched for the Mariners. Mm. He just he's only pitched like ten innings. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I I think he has a good, really good windup that I think like be perfect, like deceptive from like coming out the long relief out of the bullpen. Speaking of which, Tommy yeah. Malone, oversight. I forgot to put him on this list, but whatever. Um, um, not that he would do much. Of anything, I, I think, but... I think it's fine leaving him off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> your, ne- your next guy is another guy who finally got a pitch as a Mariner and that's Ken Giles. <sighs> I feel so bad for Ken Giles. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you I got to put him below justice on the D line. Yeah. Um, he, we this is a guy we signed before last season to a two year mm-hmm. deal, knowing that he was out for all of 2021 with Tommy John. Mm-hmm. He comes back, he gets hurt in spring training. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back, he pitches for what two weeks, and now he's hurt again. Yeah, I think we might have seen the end of Ken Giles. I think Luckily, he's done. It's not an arm entry though, but that's yeah. No, but it's uh, it's like his neck, like he strained a yeah. muscle in his neck. It's all related. It's all connected. I mean, it it just yeah. it makes me sad because I mean he's a pretty dominant reliever when he's on, and he pitched really well. Mm-hmm. But oh man, yeah, it hurts. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, it hurts. Bummer on this one. Speaking of another one that hurts, Kyle Lewis. We have Kyle Lewis here. This gonna be this is gonna be a shocker. Hey, wait, wait, hold up, right there, C plus. Yeah, okay. It might be. I, I don't know. I, I, there's an argument to be made that he could be B, but based off what we've seen since he's come back now, he's definitely trying not to hurt his leg. Uh, because we, I don't want him to get hurt. That's another guy I feel really bad for. 
Like mm-hmm. he's like a Ken Giles conversation there is that he just can him and Hanegers cannot stay healthy for a full year. Yeah. At least Hanneker has done that, but uh, Kyle Lewis, man, uh, feel really bad for the guy, but yeah, I have him at C plus right now. The number one person in our C t- just above Adam Frazier. Now, um, obviously he had some really good, uh, um, power numbers coming out when he first got called up and then got that concussion. I was at that um, game. Yeah. Not a fun memory to have probably. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I got Kyle Lewis at C plus. Any thoughts he, on that? He's a, I, that's a good spot. I mean, he is, he shows that he is an amazing hitter when he can play. And it's, it's just such a bummer. The first, like we drafted him in the first round and his, in the first, like two or three weeks of him being a professional, he tore up his knee and that has affected his entire career. And he's never going to be that he's never going to be the same because of that. I mean, he won rookie of the year, but it was a 60 game season. If he had to play a full 162, he probably wouldn't have because he wouldn't have been able to stay healthy. I think the best course of his career at this point is if he turns into like an Edgar Martinez, where he's this dynamic hitter and still an athlete, but he just simply can't play the field because of health reasons. What happens and, if the uh, what happens if the Nationals trade Nelson Cruz and trade us Juan Soto, but instead of giving Kellenic to them, we give him Kyle Lewis. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I want flexibility in my DH spot. I don't want a guy who has to play their 162. Yeah. I mean, he he played he played right field on uh, on Friday and had to take yesterday off because he can't play the field two games in a row because his health just doesn't allow it. And he yeah. he's one that kind of takes his own he takes his own like time frame and his own path in getting healthy. Like I remember last year hearing that Depoto had no idea what was going on with uh with Kyle Lewis's recovery because he did it himself. And uh yeah. I, yeah, I think that's so. the right spot because I think he's gonna he played like seven games before he got his concussion and he was hot. Like he yeah. played great. And he showed that he can still hit and he can still do all those things, but he just, he's limited in how much he can play and what he can play. True. Yeah. By the way, really quick to pay off a little bit, Ken Giles, four and a third innings. He only gave up one hit, six strikeouts, zero ERA. Justice Sheffield has pitched in five games. The same as Giles, six and two thirds innings, only two hits, zero ERA. Wow. Okay. I thought those numbers were going to be really skewed for Sheffield, but yeah. Wow. That's yeah. We just don't, don't pitch him, huh? We don't maybe, pitch he's him. Be- maybe he's better than Masevich Sheffield wise. I would say um, Masevich. Let's see here. Masevich pitched in 17 games, um, 13 and two thirds innings. He's got a four, six, one ERA. And the only reason I th- I'd say the only reason Masevich isn't up, up again yet is because Barucki has pitched in 14 games, 13 and two-thirds innings, one nine eighty or a true. I don't know. We can revisit the shuffling up in a second. But your next guy, Logan Gilbert, AL pitcher of the month in April, all-star snub, possibly. Logan Gilbert, where you got him? <clears throat> all-star snub, absolutely. Superstar, mm-hmm. right next to Julio. 
Oh, we're going to go. This up. guy. Okay, here we go. This guy is a stud. This guy is our ace. This guy is our stopper. He is our best pitcher. And people need to start recognizing him. The fact that he mm-hmm. got left off the all-star team is ridiculous. Um, he he had, I mean, he had a couple starts that weren't as great, but he's got a below three ERA. I saw a stat today. He is in the top five in the league in innings or not innings pitches thrown this year. He is in the top five. He's fifth in pitches thrown this year. He is, he, he has gone out there and has pitched and pitched and pitched. And he, he's an athlete. I mean, you see him field his position out there. I think this guy is the guy. He is a future Cy Young winner. He is a future uh, gold glove winner. I think he is going to be the one that uh, that we're going to come out and say, all right, well, who's who's leading us throughout the next uh, next five years? Julio and Gilbert. Those are the ones. Homegrown talent. Absolutely. Well, and I remember the story. He was look, being looked at as like a top five draft pick, but he had a horrible season, his senior season in um, at Stetson. Uh, I think it was Stetson that he was at. And it was because he had mono. They didn't find that out until after we drafted him at like 16. Oh, well. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, well, good little uh, diamond in the rough there. So I like seeing Gilbert. Uh, that's uh, that was going to go A tier for you, but I, I like the S tier. I like it. Elite. The kid's elite. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with, with Verlander yesterday. And, True. And, and he, outside of just like, it was like a five pitch stretch that that gave up two runs. Outside of that, mm-hmm. he went toe to toe with Verlander and and matched him pitch for pitch. So, yeah. All right. So I got an interesting case. Here. I got Dil- uh, I got Luis Torrens. So if we're talking about production. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe right here, maybe over here, possibly here. Where are you thinking? Is he above Kellenic, below Kellenic, or above Anthony Savage for B or D plus? I'd say right above Kellenic. Right above Kellenic, below Dylan uh, that's, Moore. That's that's tough. He he's been the most disappointing Mariner so far this year. I this would year. say because he actually did pretty well last year. He, he had, had a, a great year run. last yeah. year. Yeah, he showed a lot of a lot of stuff, but he has just not been hitting at all. Uh, he missed some time because he he's a one Mariner that got hurt in the in the uh, in the brawl. No, you know what? Move him down to the D. Move him down to the D. The fact that he doesn't even have a home run yet. I mean, oh, I come on. He hit like 20 of them last year and he still doesn't have a home run. How, how it, far it, down D are we going to top of the D top of the D? OK, OK. No, there's no way we're putting him below Masevich. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah. We're, we'll go there. He, he's, right. he's the biggest disappointment, and he, he he's not even hitting 200, I don't think. No. If he is, it's really low 200. Yeah. All right. You got Marco Gonzalez. Marco, man. Oh, dude. Okay. I love Marco. I love that guy. Polo. 
<laughs> he is he is a gamer uh very limited by his just natural ability but man it he's he's a he's a Jamie Moyer is what he is that's what he is he he's going to he's going to um dazzle you with his stuff he's had some bad starts He's had some brilliant starts. It's tough. Let's put him. We're going to put him in the B range and we're going to put him right between Castillo and Raleigh. Castillo and Raleigh. Okay. I, cause I think going into this season, if we were to say who are our clubhouse leaders, it's JP and Marco. Mm. And, um, I don't think Marco has delivered as much on the, on the field, but he is, I think he still is the leader of that pitching staff. Mm. He's a savvy veteran. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good point. You can't really put him over flex, I think. So I like him. Well, I got him over flex. I've got him over flex. You can't can't below flex. You can't put him below flex. Yeah, yeah, because just simply because of the leadership. Flexen might have outpitched him. But but Marco is is the ace. I feel like he is mm-hmm. still the guy. True. Um, right now, right now, he's the leader. Yeah, I like it. We got another interesting case in Ooh. Matt Brash. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So my gut, because of, based off what he's done recently, has been good. But if we're talking about overall. Right between Adam Frazier and Dylan Moore, with the potential of being B tier at the end of the year. I can go with that. I can go with that. Because that at least Adam is, Frazier, go ahead. That kid is electric if he can just find the strike zone. <laughs> yeah, if he can find this. Yeah, that <laughs> that slider is crazy good. Basketball I mean, in a lot play. of ways, he's he's a right-handed. I mean, he's a right-handed Justice Sheffield with a little more velocity. Because True. I think both of them have the same problem when it comes to them starting, and that's their two pitch pitchers, their fastball slider, both of them. That's all they got, and that makes starting really tough if you don't have that third pitch. Um, the the thing with Brash is Brash is ninety eight with a slider, uh, Sheffield's ninety three with a slider, <laughs> uh, but uh, so that makes him a little more electric. But he's he's got to figure out that command. I mean, even when he comes in in relief, he he's got to figure out that command. Right now, I'm looking here. Uh, Brash has pitched in ten games, five started. He's got a six seven five ERA. Mm. Um, he has struck out twenty five, walked twenty one, and twenty five <laughs> and a third. Yeah, I gotta change those numbers. He's. Yeah, he's got a one point or no, a one point nine seven whip. Oh wow! That's <laughs> and like... he's almost got a and uh, hitters are almost hitting three hundred off of him. Whoa! He's got to he's got to learn control. He's got to find the strike zone. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's what has made Kirby so great is he can throw that velocity, and he doesn't walk anybody. I mean Kirby True. Kirby has nine walks on the year in sixty four innings. Brash has twenty one walks on the year in twenty five innings. <laughs> That's the difference between the two of them. Isn't Brash like 
less experienced than Kirby though, too. Um, a little bit less heralded. I mean, Kirby was a first round pick. Brash was a player to be named later in uh, the uh, trade with the Padres that got a or that gave him uh, Taylor Williams, at, which uh, we just signed to a minor league contract this week. That's because, funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. That it, it was in. It was like. Three hours after we traded them Austin Nola, we traded them Taylor Williams and got Matt Brash. So That's we funny. gave up. This is the that this is uh this might go down as like Depoto's. Well, Depoto's had several genius moves. One of them is Cano and uh, and Diaz for Kalanick and the rest of that hall. But the other one, which might be the best of them all, Austin Nola, Austin Adams. And Taylor Williams, Danny Altavita, and Altavilla, Altavilla, yeah. who also couldn't find the strike zone. Yep. For uh, what? Terenz, Tramel, uh, Munoz, Ty France, and Matt Brash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gosh, <laughs> that's insane. It's a good one. That's funny. Jerry DePoto, love it. All right, you got a, Jerry. you got one. Uh, you got Matthew got? Festa, Matt, Matt Festa. Festa, ooh, another tough one. He's done a lot better recently. He, and he wasn't necessarily doing bad before. He just got caught in the numbers game. True. Um, I, I'm looking at a stat line here. He's got 27 games pitched, 26 and a third, a 3.42 ERA. Mm-hmm. Under a one whip, he, hitters are hitting 188 against him. I, that's I, I'm gonna put him. Let's put him C, just above Brash. Mm, okay, because well, he Frazier. actually has yeah, because he actually has production. Yeah, and and I think the only reason he hasn't been on the team all year is like I said, it's a numbers game. He he just got got caught in the shuffle and he had options, and that's the only reason he hasn't been up. Yeah, and I love the. Uh... The high socks, too. The socks are awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old school socks. I like it. I like that uh, spot there as well. I think he's definitely pitched a lot better. And he's just he's just really good. Yeah, he's actually really surprised. He got his first save. Got his, he got his first win, his first save, like all in like a week. Like in three games back. Yeah, he yeah. Came back. He pitched today, too. Oh, he did, yeah. And he pitched on Friday. So, yeah, he's uh, doing well. Yep. Uh, I got Mitch Hanniger. Very interesting mm. case, Mitch Hanniger. Hardly any production, but you can know how much he means to this team. And, yeah, that's why I think he is. He's an elite tier. Obviously, that wow. is missed. He he uh, he is means so much to this uh, city as well because there was talks like of trading him at one point last year to try to get something, but then he led the league at our, our team in home runs. He wrote this beautiful letter that we're going to freaking win this uh win this we're going to the playoffs type of thing and they play that before every mariners game now and yeah hanniger uh, once he gets back in the lineup he's gonna have a huge ovation uh and he's gonna be like he's never met he's never gone or he was never uh he never left or you know what you know what i'm saying <laughs> the whole question on hanniger's career is can he stay healthy stay healthy but when he's healthy I mean, he missed he's like a year and a half but this is also why he doesn't have a have a contract right now True. like this is this is his contract year and what happens in his contract year he gets covid 
and then his first game back from COVID, he sprains his ankle and has been out for two months. Yeah. Um, well, him and Kyle Lewis, so unlucky. I, uh, I, I think putting him all the way up there is nuts. All right, um, where we go? Where are we going? Where are we switching him to? Okay, I, he's I have actually more like a. He's like a. He's like a minus or B plus. Who's, what do you think? Who's played? Who's played more games this year, Kyle Lewis or Mitch Haniger? Who do you think? Probably Kyle Lewis. It's actually Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger has played nine. Kyle <laughs> Lewis has played seven. Uh, who has a higher batting average this year, Kyle Lewis or Mitch Haniger? Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis is hitting two twenty-seven. Haniger's hitting two hundred. I mean, he when he played Haniger nine games. 35 at bats. He had, uh, let's see here. <laughs> he had seven hits. Three of them were homers uh, and he struck out nine times. Um, Lewis has batted 22 times. He's got five hits, two homers. Um, see like a C plus C minus. Cause it's like, that seems, seems ridiculous. I would, I would put him at the there. top of the C right above Kyle Lewis. Cause I think he's in the same spot. Like these are two players mm. that are integral to our success. True. They just haven't played. Um, yeah. I understand if you want to put him a little higher because he is a leader of this team, but where's he been? Like, like, like you said, Julio's in the clubhouse. Where's Hanniger? Well, right now Hanniger is in Everett on his rehab assignment. And hopefully he's going to be back within the next week. But where is he? he? He hasn't been able to play. True. Now, I did see Hanniger when I went to a game against the Rays this year at T-Mobile. He was there. I, I saw him in the clubhouse, like, watching the game, too. He's on the, the upper deck, too, or watching it in the dugout. But he was at least there. But now, I haven't, yeah, you don't see him anymore there. So Who's played more games this year, Mitch Hanniger or Tom Murphy? Murph. Murph, who's played more games this year, Mitch Haniger or Mike Ford? <laughs> Mike Ford. Who's played more games this year, Mitch Haniger or Justin Upton? Upton. <laughs> Upton. Who's played more games this year, Mitch Haniger or Steven Souza? Oh, there's another guy I forgot to put on the list. Tim and Ford. Darn. A Haniger actually wins that one by by just a few. Who's played more games this year, Mitch Haniger or Kevin Padlow? Oh yeah, that guy. The guy we traded for the Giants and got back. <laughs> Padlow actually wins that one too. He or or Haniger wins that one over Padlow. Haniger's played nine. Padlow and Souza both only played six. And and Souza's actually retired now. Yeah. But um yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you have this next He's one. He's gotta I'll be see. on the field. He's gotta be on the field. Okay, C plus. It makes sense. It's it's only logical that he goes down there, but yeah, I think, this is, I think this is Hanniger, the end of Hanniger as a Mariner, too. Oh. We do not resign him. If we do, it's a one year deal. One year deal, yeah. Because he's got he's he's gotta show what he can do. He's gotta show he can stay healthy again. True. True, true, true. Like if we All can right. bring him back like one year, twelve million, I'm in. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. You got Paul Seawald. Paulie. Paul Seawald. Mm. Oh. 
gosh. Um, All-star snub, I would say. I, I yeah. Like. I'm going to put him... We're going to put him on the A-line just above JP. Oh, Okay. 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 But yeah. I, um, yeah. I like it though. He he is he is the stud. He is the leader of the bullpen. Um, I, and I was debating: do we put him on A or do we put him in the superstar? But I I honestly think there are maybe three superstar bullpen arms in the league because the bullpen is so fickle and mm. it's so it's so crazy and fluctuating all all the time. Mm-hmm. But he has now been nails for a year and a half. And um, when when you need an out, you go to Seawald. You don't go to 103 Andres Munoz. You don't go to Luis Castillo. You go to Seawald. And and, uh, just the fact that he is the guy that we can count on to get that out when we need it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a borderline superstar, but I don't think there really are any bullpen superstars right now outside of like Josh Hader and Liam Hendricks and guys like that. So uh, that's where I'm putting it. Nice. I like it. Uh, I agree. I like it. I uh, I was going to go JP above Paul, but I, you're making everything spot on there. Yeah. He's uh, nails. Like he's, uh, he's production wise. He is miles past jp this year yeah that makes sense and leadership wise i wouldn't i i would say that they're probably equal in, yeah, where in, just where, in the brawl what they lead where was he in the brawl <laughs> did you hear the story <laughs> yeah he's in tra- he was he, he, was, he was getting he was getting treatment yeah he was getting treatment because that's what he does in the first two innings of the game before he heads out to the bullpen uh and by the time he found out it was happening he he couldn't get out there so he's like well they're already out there so <laughs> Well, yeah, no, he because he was on the Chris Rose podcast and told the story. Yeah. He the tape there the the game was on a minute delay, and by the time he heard, but he was into t shirt and shorts, and it, the length he would have had to run down there, it was going to be over by the time he got there. So yeah, it's funny. It, it's a really funny story. Yeah, if you haven't heard it, look it up. Chris Rose's Chris podcast. Rose. He, he had Seawald on in the last week. Yeah, That's good. All right, I got Penn Murphy. This guy's also just blossoming before our eyes. Really high on him a lot. I love the Dude's delivery. A stud. Stud. Yeah, he's going right here. He's he's third best bullpen arm right there, right above Diego. Right above Diego, huh? Consistent. Two and a half, two point three ERA roughly. Uh, been really good. Been money. Uh, yeah, I think uh, he's B tier. Yeah, right above Diego. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty good bullpen. You got Paul, Andres, two A tiers. You got uh, three B tiers there as well. I, I like it. Uh, Pin Murphy is. I, I I like what he's bringing to the club this year. Nice. A lot of people nice. said that yeah. he was another one that could have been all all star if they if but possibly. But I think that would have been too many people. But that point. How about some was, rookie of the year votes? I mean, this he, is a yeah, guy who Kirby wasn't even Julio, invited yeah. to big league camp in spring training. Yeah, that's a good point. And and here he is, you know, pitching. I mean, he every bullpen needs an innings eater, and he is our innings eater. He's the bridge guy. If if something goes wrong, he's the guy who takes takes the ball to bridge from the starter to the back end mm-hmm. of the bullpen. And nobody has done it better than Penn Murphy this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts. 
I agree. And it's, it's just been super consistent all year, and you can't get any better than that. So love him. So that's why I feel like that's just like a perfect spot for him. Let's put the B plus right below Kirby. All right. You got Robbie Ray, the five year man. Dude, you stacked this deck against me. I know you did. No, this is all <laughs> alphabetical, man. It's, it's no, it's not. No, it's not. You yes, stacked this against me. <laughs> sure. Gosh, <laughs> Robbie Ray. Ah, he just throws it. Ah, every single time. Yeah. <laughs> He's grunting. No one is louder when they pitch than Robbie Ray. Mm -hmm. Um. Ugh. All right, we're gonna put him on the A line after uh, Carlos. All right, right there, yeah. At the end of the A line, so basically an A minus. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a horrible start to the year. Yep. He had a gr he's had a great last like month and a half before today, but today. I mean, today they were just hitting him. I, every pitcher is going to run into one of those starts where they're just getting hit. And I was watching the game. He was throwing good pitches, and they were hitting him out of the park. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there, there was one one pitch that he threw to a guy that was a perfect slider down and in, and he just put the bat on the ball and hit a ground rule double. I mean, what the hell? Um, so every pitcher is going to have one of those. Uh, he's a reigning Cy Young winner. You expect a little more from him than he's given. Uh, you 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 hope when you get a reigning Cy Young winner, he doesn't have to spend the first month and a half figuring it out. Again. Uh, but that's what he's been doing. Uh, at this point, let's see here. He's started 20 games. He's got a 3-9 ERA, 120 innings, 136 strikeouts. So he's still getting a ton of strikeouts, but a 3-9... Um, uh, I you you want better from a reigning Cy Young? You want better from a guy you're given 120 million to, um, or whatever the number was. I think it was around 120. I think mm -hmm. it was five one five for 120. I think that's what it was. Something like that, yeah. Um, and at this point, he can't go to Canada. I mean, that's another part of it too. So I, I, I know he's he's one that has kind of said, you know, if, it, if it's like an important game, if it's like the playoffs and we got to go to Canada, I'll get vaccinated. But I, I that's got to play a role in this. Yeah, I don't know. yeah that's, that's how baseball is now. So that's how it is. That's how it is. Kalanick By the way, did you hear this boat. week? This yeah. week, Goldschmidt and Arenado are not going to play the Blue Jays because they're not vaccinated. Yeah, I, I saw that restricted. Yeah. I mean, two of the two of the top like MVP candidates are not going. I mean, what are what are we doing here? Anyways, um, yeah, a minus, just simply because you know he's got he's got the stuff in him, but he's got to be more consistent. True, I agree. All right, I got Ryan Barecki, Mister One Point Nine Eight ERA in fourteen games, been uh, really good since he's coming over. Two wins out of the bullpen this year. His went from a nine point nine ERA down to a what is that four point five since he's been with the Mariners. And if yeah. we're talking about kind of money pitching right now, probably boom under Eric Swanson for your lefty. I mean, he's been as good of a lefty specialist as you can ask for at this yeah, point. He's been, he's been really good. He put, even went um, out, doubled it two innings against the Blue Jays and shut him down. Yeah, I was looking at his line. Where was it here? 
since he's been a Mariner, he's pitched 14 games and has a 198 ERA. Mm-hmm. That I mean that if you're getting and he's our only lefty in the bullpen right now, isn't he? Outside of Tommy Malone. Um good old Tommy. Who who I mean, I understand having him in the bullpen because he's a guy that you can just ignore for two weeks and then when you need him in a game like today, you can throw him out there for three or four innings and he'll be fine. Um, every team needs one of those, but every team needs a Ryan Barucki too. A random guy you pick up off the waiver wire and you you fix the one thing he needed to make him effective again. Yeah. I like it. Uh, that's where I'm putting him right now. So uh, your next guy is Sam Haggerty. Oh, Sam Haggerty. I love Sam Haggerty. He is. Yeah, he's great. Um, but he can't hit a 95 mile an hour fastball up in the zone. Uh, <laughs> that was if after had... all-star break we had it before all-star break <laughs> are we go so uh, we're going pre all-star break i don't know i don't know it's whatever you want i mean <laughs> he's going right next to demo the question is if he goes before or after him i think he's going to go after demo uh on the yeah. c line um after demo on the C after line. demo Above simply because Kellen. Above Kalanick, simply because Demo can play more positions and he plays them at an elite level defensively. Uh, but Haggerty is hitting really well. And honestly, if you had asked me this question yesterday morning before the last two games, I probably would have put him above Demo. But the fact that he <laughs> struck out twice when all the pitchers had to do was throw a 95 plus mile an hour fastball up in the zone and they knew they were going to strike him out. It bothered me, but um, mm -hmm. I think those two are kind of interchangeable in their ability to be utility guys and, um, and hit. I, I know he's hitting better than, uh, than Demo right now. I don't know mm -hmm. exactly what the numbers are. I'm looking them up here. Um, Haggerty is hitting 283 right now. Uh, Dylan Moore is hitting. Dylan Moore is hitting 204. So 283, 204. Uh, yeah. Dylan yeah. Moore I think has a higher OPS though. No, that's about no. Haggerty's got a 795 OPS. Dylan Moore's got a 729. Just for reference. Abraham Toro's hitting 179 with a 571 OPS. So, yeah, Toro needs to be sent down. Garbage. When uh, when the next guy comes up, not Haggerty. That's true. All I have to say about that. All right, our next one, Taylor Trammell. That's what I have, based off his numbers and based off that injury concerns. He's going right here <laughs> uh, because uh, yeah, at least he's hitting above 200, which is. You know, he's been 235 with three home runs, nine RBIs, and 35 games. Yeah, he had a hot start and then really started to trail off. But um, he's hitting a little bit more than he has before. I like would. I, I I like him on the C line. I would move him below Adam Frazier. Before, okay. Uh, because Adam Frazier is out there every day, and he True. is he's shown he can be an all-star. 
Mm-hmm. Taylor Trammell is still figuring it out. True. You've got at the top of the C line, you've got Hanniger and Lewis who are team leaders. If they can stay on the field, I think that's a little bit better of a spot for him because the promise is there, but yeah, he just needs to be able to stay on the field. But then we also mentioned that Matthew Festa is actually has never pitched bad, but he's below Trammell, but Trammell is, hasn't figured it hitting out. All right. Yet. All right. Put him. I, I, I forgot that that face was Festa. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the hard I, thing. It's not labeled between, between Festa. Well, Festa's, Festus just kind of got an every man's look to him. Um, yeah, but between Fest and Brash, that's good. All right, so I got Tramel between Joe Smo and Matt Brash. Okay, all right, yep, our next much. one. You got you got Tom Murphy. I mean, he's on the D line. It's just a matter of where. Um, I was actually looking at his numbers when he played. He was hitting three hundred. I didn't remember that. That's yeah. because he hasn't played since like April or May. <laughs> one um, one RBI. At least he hit a home run, so there's that. So he has to be He's able on to love the... Terenz, right? But Terenz is playing and 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 With Murph's no home out runs, for the season. Terenz has played in 38 games. Murph played 14. Okay. He's well. going right below Terenz. Oh darn. That face though that he made when he got that game winning hit, though. That's oh I know. I know. Yeah, that's the best. It still haunts my dreams. <laughs> All right, we're done talking to him. Okay, we're doing Ty France here. Ty France, S tier, right above Gilbert. I put him below Gilbert. I put him below Gilbert, but I, 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 either one works for me. Either one works for me. True. Those are basically the three people that should have been our all stars right there. They should have been. I, I was, I was so mad that it took France so long to become an all star. And true. and everyone kept on saying if he hadn't gotten hurt, if he hadn't gotten hurt, if he hadn't gotten hurt, which is true. That. Yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. But but I yeah. I, I think I, I I don't think he he makes the bat he makes the team first off like like right away if he hadn't gotten hurt. But I think the fact that he it took him so long to get the replacement vote is because he hadn't gotten hurt. The best um, thing is that he replaced Mike Trout. I do love that. I do love that. Um, Gilbert, I think, was still a couple back in line before yeah. he would have gotten selected, like behind a guy like Dylan Cease. Yeah, Dylan but, Cease. That's one, yeah. Um, but yeah, those those are our three superstars right now, and those are our three our three all stars. Yeah, I agree. I like and, it. And and then and then who are who are the next two that could have been there? Seawald and JP. And there was Gino. There was some Gino love for the All Star too. But I I saw some people saying that Gino actually would have been a uh, would have been a fun one to have there. Not that and, I don't. And, think and the would. only one the only one that's separating Gino from from that group of five is Munoz, who is like the most physically gifted player on our team. Mm. Like you don't see one hundred three very often. <laughs> no, you don't. And then and then you've got you've got the the clubhouse leader that just got traded over. And then the reigning Cy Young winner. That's our that's our superstar in our A list. I think we did pretty good. Then in the B list, you've got our Ruby, our uh, yeah. our phenom rookie on the mound. You've got the stud reliever who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You've got the other stud reliever. You've got the leader of the pitching staff. You've got the catcher who's come around and become the guy. You've got the innings eater. You've got uh, you've got another awesome. bullpen arm you've got another leader in the outfield and you've got our lefty reliever who has been lights out i mean i think i think we did a pretty good job here 
And then yeah, at the start I, of the sea like line, it. you've got our two leaders who can't stay on the field. Yep. And you got Adam Frazier. He's coming around. He's coming around swinging now. So he's uh, yeah. And he's showing why he was a former all-star. Yeah, so he's actually doing better like recently. So hopefully, because he's also on a contract here too. So I, I would, I like that. So I like, um, I like how he built this. Yeah, and you got Festa. If Tremel. you want to put, if you want to put France over Gilbert, since he's the one that actually made the All-Star team, I would be okay with that. Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine with it. <laughs> I think this is good. But if we're being honest, though, uh, yeah, Kellenic right Kellen next to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, my, he's the Mbaku of the. Of the he Seattle has, Mariners. he has the potential. He just has to do it. True, 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 true. I, right, I, I want like him up there list. too. I like that kid. He's a yeah. he, he's awesome. He's just got to do it. That was cool. cool. All right. Well, maybe we'll do these again some other uh, different time here. We're going to remove this screen. All right. We're going to quickly. Well, as best we can. Anyway, we're going to go into our top 10 uh, Mariners moments. Uh, OK. You want to kick this off, Terry? 10 to 6. 10 to yeah, 6 and then 5 to 1. OK. All right. So, uh, yeah, this was kind of fun. We were talking about doing a top five and then we decided to do a top 10. Uh, and there'll be a little bit of overlap in the conversation we just had. Uh, I've got a couple honorable mentions, but my number 10 is, uh, it's kind of like a personal vindication, but my number 10 is signing Justin Upton. Um, because one, he meant a lot to the clubhouse, but two, we tried to trade for him back in the day when he was a superstar and he denied the trade and it was going to be like, we were going to send Taiwan Walker and like one or two other guys to Arizona for Justin Upton. And he said, no. And then where does he go when he has no other option and he's out of the league? He signs with the Mariners. So I, I had to put him on the list. He's number 10. Uh, number nine for highlights and moments of the first half of the Mariners season. Uh, Matt Brash's first start. Hmm. Uh, because that showed what he could be. He was, that start was potentially the most electric pitching moment of the year, regardless of team. Like he was, he was 98 with a filthy slider that was moving like two feet that was making all-star hitters look like idiots. <laughs> and, um, and if he could put that together and make it work, that's what he could be. And I mean, for like a week after that start, you go online, you're seeing highlights of Matt brash. That was really cool. Number eight on my list is Robbie Ray finding the two seamer. Uh, because yeah. that's what turned his whole his whole season around. In the middle of a start, he was just like, you know what? What if I throw a two seamer? And all of a sudden, he like hasn't given up any runs since, except today. Uh, but it it put him back on on the map, and it put him back on the trajectory that we're paying him for. And so that was that was really cool. Number seven uh, was just last week. It was Julio Rodriguez Grand Slam. Uh, um, okay, it, never mind. We're good. It was Come one on. of those. I, I, if we're going through 10 to six, I don't think we're, we're lowing anything anyways, but, uh, he, uh, I think that put him on the map or put us on the map. It showed everyone that we were for real in this streak that we're having. And it showed that we could get a hit 
in the clutch. Like that was a game that was in jeopardy. What was it? I think it was a four to three game. And he takes a two, uh, a fastball on two strikes out of the zone and puts it out of the park in dead center field and put the game out of reach. We win eight to three. That was great. Number six is a moment that was not, that did not happen in a Mariner game. It did not even happen in a minor league game. It is Emerson Hancock striking out the side in his one inning in the futures game. I didn't even put that down. That's a really good call. Actually. I mean, you, you get one guy in the futures game and it's Emerson Hancock. He's the third of the big three. Like they've been talking for the last few years about Gilbert Kirby and Hancock and Hancock gets in the futures game and he strikes out the side. I mean that that's a, that's a welcome to the show moment right there. And either he's going to be the centerpiece of a big trade, or we know that those three are going to be the front runners of our rotation for a long time. I know we said the same thing about Paxton Walker and Holson. That didn't quite work out. Holson. There's a name. Yeah, I know. But Hancock is showing that he's a real deal. So that's my 10 to six. What's yours? Good call. All right, so I got a lot of more like plays and big moments that happen too, but I like those picks. Uh, number ten, I got Sam Haggerty inside inside the park home run. Uh, yeah, first, yeah, first home inside the parker since like what the last one was Willie Bloomquist pulling another he name. He had a out. triple today before he struck out on a ninety eight mile. <laughs> yeah, but I like Haggerty, good little good little player. Uh, number nine, I have Julio's grand slam in, at Texas. Uh, I, li- I like the little play. If you go online, you can actually find that like, somebody edited Dave Niehaus's voice over the Grand Slam. Oh, I heard that. That was so cool. Oh, I got goosebumps. Uh, number eight, I got J.P. Crawford goes viral. So he always throws the balls out to player uh, people, but he threw one out, and a guy holding a baby caught it barehanded. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a great little thing there, too. Check check that, play- that out. Um Number seven, Julio added insurance at Houston Astros. There was a scuffle there. Some benches were cleared. Oh, and yeah. Julio Rodriguez comes up, hit a two-run home run uh, that, to give yeah. him some more added insurance. Good call. Kind of shut them down there. So that's a, that's something I had to that put there. That should have made my list, too. Uh, number six is Carlos Santana uh, going up against the Blue Jays. We're down by two. I was at this game when it happened. He hits a two-run home run. Oh, no, J.P. Crawford hits a pop-up to the catcher. The catcher drops it, and Carlos Santana brings up the hammer and crushes the ball into orbit. Orbit. So, uh, that number, yeah, number six, Carlos Santana, two-run home run. That's the Blue Jays. Captain nice. Clutch. So Nice. All right, my five to one. Number five. I just have written down Logan Gilbert. Um, the, the fact that he has, he went from Phenom rookie last year to being a certified ace and a star this year has been one of the biggest highlights and biggest moments of the entire season. And, uh, and yeah, he has to be mentioned in the top five. Um, he might also be on my fantasy team. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, number four is the home opening series that uh, was, capped by the Jesse Winker walk-off hit, uh, coining the phrase the electric factory for T-Mobile Park. Uh, I had to put that on the list. Yeah, good call. Because it's awesome. And, and and like you can buy electric factory t-shirts and everything now. It's cool. Number three, I mean, technically it's not the first half, but Julio's home run derby performance. Dude. Dude. 
I mean, talk about a welcome to superstardom moment. It, it's Julio's home run derby performance. My word. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows who Julio is now. Uh, by the way, I have to say this. Uh, he's J-Rod. I really, I really don't like the fact that he's J-Rod because, <laughs> because it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I think he should be Hoorod because he's, he's Julio. And it kind of sounds like hoorah, but yeah, hoorah. He should be hoorah. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, number two is the brawl. Uh, it, it It's that moment that that just like put everything together. It 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 made the team like a cohesive unit, which led to my number one, which isn't one moment. It's 14. 14. Of them. Yeah, it's the streak. It, it and and it, the, I don't think the streak happens if it wasn't for the brawl. I think it's insane that they were able to go on this streak, even though. They, yeah, that's uh, the craziest part, right? Even there. though they were missing these guys, I mean, they missed they missed uh, JP for three or four games. Four, they missed yeah. Winker for six, and they missed Julio for one, and they still went on this this fourteen game winning streak. It's just nuts. And then you still you put into that that they're still they were still missing Kyle Lewis, they were still missing Hanniger, they were still missing all that stuff. But yeah. That's my number one. Ty the France streak. too. Oh yeah, Ty France was out with with his uh, with his elbow. Yeah. Honorable mention. I, just yeah. just a couple. Oh no, we'll do honorable mentions after. Go ahead. Yeah. Number five for me. I'm thinking about this one. I I I had written down Jared Kellenick's pinch hit home run against the Rays because uh, leading up to that, the guys behind me and my friend who I took to the, we took to the game were like, if Jared Kellenick comes in, he's hitting a home run. Like we were talking about this whole the whole entire game, and that's exactly what happened. Granted, we lost the game. Paul <laughs> Sewell gives up the. But I think about it. I got to mention this guy, George Kirby's debut, mm. because Kirby he had his his buddies from New York flew in. Right. Yeah. They were like, yeah, good little yeah. So George Kirby coming out being the real deal there. Granted, we got to get him a better number than sixty eight though. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, George Kirby uh, debut for number five. Number four, Eugenio Suarez hitting that mic'd up home run to win the walk off home. His first walk off home run, three yeah, run shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that. Uh, number three, Logan Gilbert just being Logan Gilbert. Uh, he got Player of the Month with a .4 ERA. Beat Mark Langston. He had 22 Ks in that as well. Gilbert just overall first half is amazing. Two, I had the brawl actually, uh, and the number one was the Derby. Julio Rodriguez uh, is the Derby. You can also throw in his interactions because he is a pure superstar. Like they even knew to mic him up. They yeah. Liam Hendricks and his interaction with Liam <laughs> Hendricks. Oh yeah, you got Yeah, you got to have a voice crack when you say Julio. It's just great. Uh, but yeah, Julio Rodriguez. I didn't want to mention him too much in the top ten because he could have been ten spots just by himself. But uh, yeah, uh, that, I, I like it. It's been a really fun year. Been to like already four games they're two and two when i'm there though so that's uh that's the bummer but i've, I've been, been to close one. games anyway i've been to one i might get to another one this week we'll see oh there we go but you're a lot closer than i am it's a three-hour drive for me and i've got well one of them was a supervisor like get together for the company so we got they've got sweets this the suite for us which is cool sweet Sweet. And then I got the company tickets for two of them. And then I bought left field, like up in the above those, like 
those bench seats that was a mistake i thought i was like i was like the seats i bought was like right behind the foul pole they were horrible oh bummer yeah but we scooted down because no one cares about a science heating up there <laughs> but it was all right fun. i i have uh, i have three honorable mentions uh the first one is trading for Carlos Santana, which probably should have been in my top 10, but I really want to mention uh, Justin Upton. Yeah. Uh, then Adam Frazier tearing up the first homestand. I mean, he hit like 600 on that homestand and great was game. off the just like off the rails. Awesome. And the last one yeah, yeah. is pitching health. I mean, we haven't had any real bad pitching injuries. I mean, the worst injury you could say is Ken Giles who we weren't really even counting on. So True. knock on wood, our, our pitching health has been a highlight. Yeah. I have a couple other honorable mentions. So I want to mention Ichiro throwing out the first pitch on opening day. That was, oh. I didn't realize how nostalgic I was for Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Sam Haggerty steals third base at Texas. I think that's a really Ooh, good one. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. Robbie Ray tying his career high with 12 K's against Texas. That's a good one. Uh, sweeping the Blue Jays in general. That was freaking amazing. Shutting down the uh, Canadians. Uh, Ty France in the All-Star game. Julio Rodriguez goes swimming into third base. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle Lewis homers off Furlander on his, like one of the first two games back. And Paul Seawald uh, silences the booze in New York because he was a Met and they don't like him. But he just he's like, he's like, Shh. He's like what? What is he's walking off the mound because he silenced all the boot, the naysayers in New York. So, I mean, to go along with that, Diego Castillo in, in that Mets too. series coming in and just like that was the turnaround for him. He came in and we needed a couple outs and he just locked down that game. And since then, he's been lights out. True. Struck out Pete Alonzo. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we just rambled on about our favorite baseball team and some marvel comic stuff so for two hours so terry it's a pleasure i think that's a good place to close it out right there and hopefully Sounds the good to me close out the season in the playoffs that'll be freaking awesome yep absolutely all right man until next time we will see you in a few minutes in real time and next week at a different time so see you later <sighs> fly to center field yes! julio's got it come on there you go, Liam. Don't throw the ball away. Julio! Julio! <laughs> Give me the ball! Give me the ball! <laughs> I need to keep it.